0: Welcome to the SI Farmer podcast, a podcast where we talk business, farm, and marketing. If it helps us run our businesses or our farms better, we'll probably talk about it here on the show, and today is no exception. Now, the other day, we got a call from a neighbor, these are good neighbors. We are truly blessed where we live to have good neighbors all around us. I mean, literally all around us, but got a call from a neighbor. And they needed, um, they'd had some family emergencies and needed some cattle moved. And of course, we're like, you know, whatever we can do to help, we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're happy to do it. But it got me to thinking that, you know, they called, they they knew we were trying to grow our forage farm, and they had called us a while back and said, hey, we're looking at moving some of our ground out of crop ground and into forage ground so that we're not you know, renting crop ground out so we can buy forage for our cattle. We'd rather control a little bit more about our forage. And I thought that was such a, a, I mean, a good way for them to be thinking, but it also helps us out. And I I got to thinking about partnerships and in the long-term running of a business and and a farm and my farm, at least. And, and I would think in every, I've never seen a business case where this is, is, is a bad thing, man. It's almost always works out for everybody's benefit, But a lot of people don't think this way. And it's important. And partnerships are so important. And so, you know, we're going to discuss a little bit about why and how to leverage them to get the best for you and help your partner succeed. So let's get into it. I have a love-hate relationship with marketing. Really? I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm farm-based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. So like I was saying, uh, this family asked us to, you know, we worked out an agreement. This was a contractual agreement. We worked it out on uh, leasing ground, and we're going to grow some forage, some hay, and they are going to take a portion of that crop to feed their cattle. And I thought this was, and they, this is a, a small operation. I won't say it's a, a small, small operation, but it's a small operation they run, but they run some of the most beautiful Herefords you've ever seen. They're just fantastic, but they all have different jobs. And so this is a, a, you know, the cattle is just something they want to do. And they thought this was a good way for them to, to get better was to control the forage going into their cattle a little bit better. And they looked at us because we were one of the, we're, we're one of the bigger hay operations in the area. And. So we jumped in and said, yeah, this is great. Let's see. Let's try to make this work. And it got me to thinking about partnerships because partnerships happen in all, all of your areas of life. They do. My wife and I have been married almost 30 years. Love my life. Uh, it's a partnership. In fact, she wrote it into the wedding vows that it's a partnership. And, and I, I thought, you know, I look back on that and think, you know, it really is. We couldn't do. Neither one both of us together can accomplish more than we can apart, if that makes sense. I can accomplish more and she can accomplish more because we we have a division of labor. We have a an understanding of, of working together. We have a, a partnership that works. And that goes a lot further about all types of business in all of your relationships, whether it's a friendship or a marriage or business. Um, I had had a guy years ago um, come to me and he really needed work, really did. And he was willing to do a job for what I knew was so close to his costs that it just, you know, he was barely going to make any money, but he needed it so bad. And I, you know, and I like people who are, putting effort in i like guys who are trying to hustle to to get better and to grow and i told him i said i'll pay you a fair way i'll pay you a fair rate because and this is my thinking long time my dad had this thought too and he did well and he but he always believed this and sometimes he got taken advantage of and sometimes i've been taken advantage of but i truly believe that if I build a partnership with somebody. For example, this, this, this guy who was out looking for work. I paid him a fair wage because I want him to stay in business. Now, I don't want him to take advantage of me, but I want him to stay in business. I want him to make a profit because if he's in business, when I need him, I can call him and say, hey, come on over. I need this. But I can't do that if he has if he is out of business. And, for example, building a relationship with your parts, guys, I mean, on the farm, I can't tell you how many times we we go down. I need a part now. we had our, our swather went down for a speed sensor, and it was I mean it was throwing everything out of whack and that that machine's hard to drive as it is, and you throw a speed sensor and you've got a wheel or, or, or sorry, speed sensor, a wheel sensor out, and or, you know that that um, all of a sudden you're, 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 you're trying to drive a, a, drive a, a wild bull. And, but I was able to call the guys in the parts at John Deere parks say, Hey, I need this part. And they, they were able to call me back because we've got a relationship and say, yeah, we've got a guy coming down the road. He's about 30 minutes from you. Can you get here? And we got out of the field, got close to the road. He was able to come right in 45 minutes later. We had the part swapped out and we were back in business. But I was able to, the minute they called me and said who it was, I was able because I had built a relationship with not only the guys at the parts department, but also the service guys and say, you know, hey man, here's what I need. And, and, you know, if they can, I mean, I'm not their biggest priority. It's not like I expect them to drop everything and come take care of me, but they, they help me out because I've built a partnership. I take care of them. I make sure their bills get paid, you know, make sure my bills get paid on time and they're, you know. So it's that partnership that you build where you you see businesses that are predatory. They're predatory businesses and they make money. Don't get me wrong, they make money. But they do it in a way that well, I personally, and this is just my personal, they're they're I couldn't sleep at night. I don't know that I'd be able to sleep at night if I if if I ran a business like that. And those are businesses that look for people that have a want but can't make the payment. And they, you know, for example, companies who rent rims. I mean, you know what? I know it's cool to have rims on your cool rims on your car. I do. But if you have to rent them, you probably financially shouldn't buy them. You you shouldn't rent them. You you know, it's not a good financial decision to do that. I mean I cannot I can't maybe I'm wrong. I cannot come up with a, a financial reason why I need to rent rims. Got you know, if you bought the car without tires and rims, well maybe. I mean, I guess, but if you do that, it's probably not a good financial decision, but these companies will make it easy for you. I'll just make it on payments. And then when you don't make the payment, they go repo the rims and then they rent them out again. They're not trying to build a relationship with their, you know, with their customers. They are there to take the money of the customers and move on and those businesses make money. They do. I have, I've been uh, in our other in our marketing agency. We've been approached many times by businesses like that, and they're willing to pay money. And I just, I have trouble accepting it. I do. I've never taken a job like that. I've never been in the financial position that I've had to have the job. So I've never taken a job like that because I don't know that I could sleep well at night doing it. And that's about partnerships. It's because. Maybe the partnership between me and that company would be good, but I can't imagine that a company that runs a business like that is going to look out for me as well. And that's what we look for in a partner is, you know, somebody who's a company. I mean, I've got relationship with companies where I look out for their best interest, and I know for a fact that they look out for my best interest while they still make a profit off of me. I, I understand that. That's part of it. I want them to make a profit because when they make a profit, they're still in business to take care of me, take care of my business needs. And the farm, you know, I I read a stat the other day that kind of disturbed me and it was back, well, back 40 years ago when they um, looked at, you know, they look at divorce rate and we all know the divorce rate in the U.S. is extremely high. And I don't know that it's any different anywhere in the world, but I know the U.S., it's It's like 40% of all marriages end in divorce. Well, that partnership, you know, marriage is a partnership. And when you see that number go, you know, when you see that number, you go, okay, well, that's just the societal average. But when you looked at farm families going up until the 80s had a much lower rate of divorce, something like 60% lower I want to say it was 40 or 60% lower than the rest of the U.S. population. And that, I think that said a lot. But as, um, you know, as time went on, that number started to climb and climb and climb to a point that it was on par with the rest of the population. And I I, I don't know why that is. It just struck me because. Partnerships are important. And I I I read an article the other day, and just because I in preparing for this podcast, it would not have been an article I would have read otherwise, but it was it was a, a guy, an ag journalist, telling farmers how to get through divorce. And it was talking about writing the proper prenup and all that. You know what? Been married 30 years. It's and I know marriage is difficult. There is it, in the best of circumstances, when money is great, when everything is great, it it still can be a challenge. At least, at least it is for my wife. But you know that partnership. It, you, I, I believe. You know, you read. I read a lot of of history and a lot of historical westerns, and you know, that's just sort of what I like to read a lot. And the you, you hear people talking about what it was like living in pioneer times and on the Plains during the the building of the West. And it was a partnership. I mean, you know, guy'd go out and work. The woman would stay home and cook and you think, oh, well, women's rights, they should be able to go out and work. And you know what? That guy is not working if that woman didn't feed him and didn't take care of the house. And there is, you know, that there is that partnership that just works. As long as both parties agree that that's the way the partnership should work. And business is the same way when we you know I, one of the things we talk a lot about in our marketing community is finding partnerships with other businesses like yours, other other businesses, maybe not like yours, but finding partnerships and synergies. I hate that word. it seems you know, such a buzzword, but finding those things that where you can work together to help both parties, and that's a partnership, you know. I, I, and I think those are important. They are, they are the things that help us and know that we, at least we believe that there is somebody watching our back. And I've always believed that a good partnership is worth more than, you know, it's worth financially. They, they should work out. They, they, you know, you have to structure and you have to be responsible and make sure you're looking out for your interests because you do have to be. And it's okay to be a little bit selfish. You have to say, this is what I need. And you, the partner comes in and says, well, this is what it's going to cost. And, you, you know, this is what this or this is what we can bring to the table. And this is what I can bring to the table and try to find those partnerships that work. Because when you get one that works, it does, it's more than the the two-party, you know, you can do more as a partnership than you can individually. And it just, it's just the way it is. And my dad always believed it. I, I always loved the way dad did business because he always looked for good partnerships. Now, because he had that belief, he got taken advantage of quite a bit and that was yeah. I, I I'd like to say it was you know dad should have looked out for himself a little bit better. But dad had a, a, a he had a good heart and trusted people. But there is that you know you do have to build a partnership. You know when you go into a partnership, I say you have to build that partnership so that it does meet your needs. Go into it with real expectations and set those out. Don't be don't be shy about saying what it is you're trying to get out of this partnership and you should expect your partner to do the same. This is what they're trying to get out of it and if it works for both then then great. That's how, you know, I saw one the other day that I thought was fantastic. It was a a flower shop here and they would they did a promotion with one of their friends who runs a cookie uh trailer. And they make co- these wonderful cookies out of a trailer. And they did this partnership where it was cookies and flowers and it just worked. I mean, from a promotion side, it was fantastic. And I thought, I, you know, it just started me thinking down the path of talking about partnerships because partnerships can be beneficial in marketing. And, you know, we, that's mostly what we talk about on this podcast is how to market ourselves. But these thought processes that go into marketing ourselves, we have to be flexible in our thought processes because audience, be, you know, uh, customer behavior changes it's it's this moving target that we're always trying to hit understanding customer behavior and understanding how our customers think and work and how we can better communicate with them and all of these things that that's a moving target and it, it 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 moves faster now than it did 30 years ago because of well because of the way consumer because of the way the customer consumes media and the way the 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 changes after the pandemic and the way we communicate and all of these things but Understanding customer behavior is a moving target. The better we, when we make a partnership, we're trying to leverage those, you know, because we're always, I mean, at least in most businesses, you're trying to get more customers. Or you're trying to get customers you have to buy more. Or, you know, get more engaged with your business so that you have more loyal customers. So you're trying to strengthen that relationship over time ways you can do that is by building partnerships with other businesses that your customers might do business with. And you have to think, this is where we have to start thinking creatively about how to do that, because customer behavior is changing crazy fast now. And Looking and understanding, you know, we do an exercise where we we help our our we help the people in our community define their customer, and we try to get down into the nitty gritty is to you know building customer profiles because, and it's totally because of customer behavior is changing, and so the better we understand our customer and the better grasp we have on who our customer is as a as a group as a collective, but also. Um, we do an exercise with, with our where we we build out our customer profile where we try to understand them down to their you know understand the customer down to the morning habits what do you think this person does and you know trying to define our ideal customer with the purpose of understanding how to communicate with them better how to serve them better so that they in the end buy more from us or you know become a loyal customer <clears throat> and that one way to do that is through partnerships because partnerships can be not only beneficial from a uh, uh, a friend friendships or partnerships you know you, you you provide something to the to your friend and your friend provides something to you and maybe that's just an emotional support and when that when that partnership gets out of a line where you're providing all of the emotional support or you're providing all of the the you know maybe it's every time you go out to eat you're paying the bill and your friends never picking it. And it or whatever that that imbalance is. Friendships are about balance, and some you know, and that balance will ebb and flow over time. There's times where I have friends where you know I've I think I've provided more in the relationship, and there are times where they have provided more in the relationship, and that's how friendships work. But when it becomes lopsided. Friendships generally fall apart because they're partnerships they're just like a business partnership we you know you both have to bring something to the table when one brings much more. this partnership doesn't work because this one entity is taking care of everything, and you know the other one isn't pulling pulling their load so that's why being a partner means you have to look out for them and they have to look out for you and I go back again. Friendships, marriage, relationships of any kind, there has to be this balance. What do you bring to the table? What do they bring to the table? When it works, it works. When it doesn't, things go bad quick. And especially in business because it's people's livelihoods. It's your livelihood when, you know, if you've invested in a partnership with a company and all of a sudden, you know, you're not watching out and all of a sudden – partnership goes lopsided and the partner's not doing anything and you're putting in tons of time. You know, we, we talk about building a, this is kind of an off topic thing, but when you talk about building a budget for whether it's a partnership or something else, you build a partnership. I, I always try to break budget down into four aspects and I have a little acronym. I use team, uh, time, effort, assets, and money. And it helps me remember when I'm doing plans for my, 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 my other clients, helps me remember that budget is more than more than money because if you create a project and it takes time, effort and assets as well as money we've got to make sure that that you can do it and again when we get back to partnerships you when you're talking about all of what you bring to a partnership is time, effort, assets and money and then you bring that to the partnership If it's not – if you're not careful and not monitoring it, and we talk a lot about monitoring and measuring, if you're not monitoring it, all of a sudden it gets out of balance and then it has to – you know, then you've got to make a a quick decision. We want to be able to look at our partnerships and say, you know what, over time, it's getting – it's starting to get a little lopsided. We need to either fix it or have a conversation with our partners and say, you know what, let's see – you know, let's see how we fix this. Something's, something's not going right. And one of the, you know, I'll jump back to marriage, you know, because I've been married for 30 years, almost 30 years. Open communication with your partners is good. It's, <clears throat> it allows you to have those difficult conversations before they become partnership-ending conversations. Right. If your business, if your partner's business is struggling, they don't tell you and they don't tell you and they don't tell you. And all of a sudden the partnership goes from here to here and you're up here doing all the work. Had they had an open conversation with you, you might have been able, they might have been able to restructure things and help you and you help them so that maybe things didn't end up as bad. But again, and you know what, you can say that in marriage too. open communication works. You know, when you hold things back, when you, when that communication becomes lopsided, it can make the partnership feel lopsided. And go back to, I go back to my discussion earlier about pioneer days. When you were in the pioneer, you know, I've read a lot of books from from that time period just because I like that time. I think that time period is interesting. But, you know, when a, when a married couple would, when a family would go out west to start anew, It was a partnership and it was not, you know, the successful ones were fan, you know, the successful ones, even in the best of times, they were difficult because I cannot imagine how difficult that life would have been, but that, that partnership was entered into by both parties. This is what we're going to do and to make that work. And you always read about them talking about this is a partnership more than it is, you know, you know, you hear about. Imbalanced marriage, and they—that's why they end in divorce. It's because there's not an equal balance. Somebody is feeling like they're not getting what they need, and I just—you know—business is a lot like a marriage, and I've seen a lot of businesses fall apart because partnerships aren't communicating, and they're not open, and and they don't—they aren't—they they lose sight of thinking about the partner as much as they think about themselves. And I mean, it's business. It's okay to think about yourself. That's your purpose. That's what you're doing this for. But when you're in a partnership, you have a responsibility. And again, open lines of communication help immensely because it allows you to make adjustments when things change. You can say things, you know, if you have that open communication with your partnership, with your partner, your business partner, marriage, whatever it is, you know, you have the time to, to talk about it and fix it before it gets bad. And I'll leave you on one one more point, just because we always, you know, I try to talk, this is all about marketing well, and life. Good advice for life, I think. But when you look for partnerships, don't limit yourself in what you're, you're looking for and I say when I say that I mean don't limit businesses just like yours or businesses think about yourself and I, I say this a lot I know step step around the counter and look at yourself like your customer but understand wh- where else does that customer do business and that's how you that's one of the, the best strategies for looking for partnerships. It's understanding how that customer, lives their life, does their business, goes about their day, when you understand that and you know the businesses that they, you know, the other types of businesses that they do business with, that's a good place to look for partnerships. And with that, I'm going to jump off here today. Have a wonderful week and a blessed day, and I will catch you in the next one.